For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires cling to the one. Amen. If you want to open your Bibles with me to the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John, as we are going through it verse by verse. Amen. Pulling out those nuggets of gold that we can apply them to our life, that we may quench those fiery darts of Satan. Amen. So we're in John chapter 14 and verse number one. And for those of you new listeners out there, we are going through the gospel of John verse by verse, expository preaching. Amen. So John chapter 14, verse number one, the Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Here Jesus is talking to the disciples. And so the word ye there, where he says ye, believe in God, Y-E, in the Old English, that means it was spoken to all the disciples. It doesn't mean one, like ye, you, no. It means ye, all you. So if you are here today and you're saved, he is speaking to you also. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. And the thought seems to be here, I'm going away and you will not be able to see me with your with your physical eyes. But just like God, you know there's a God, but you believe in him. Hey, put that same faith in me. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, yet you do not see him. Now believe in me the same way Jesus is saying. So here's another important claim to the equality of God, being equal with God. And that's why the Pharisees hated him. How dare you make yourself equal with God? But Jesus is, he is equal with God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the three are one. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. Verse number two, John chapter 14 and verse number two. Now this is a famous verse and I've heard many Christians over the years saying, the Lord's gone to prepare a mansion for me. I got a mansion in heaven. Let's see what the verse says. John chapter 14, verse number two. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. He says he's going to prepare a place for you. It may have two meanings. It may have two meanings. Typically, we seem to we think that... A, Jesus is in heaven building a mansion for us. That's where our mind automatically goes. But it may have two meanings here. As the Lord Jesus went to Calvary, you see, he hadn't went to die on the cross yet when he's speaking here. And the Lord Jesus went to Calvary to prepare a place for his own, for those that belong to him. And he could not have done that without that finished work on the cross. And so that's part of his preparing a place for you, a means and a way. 
So it is through his atoning death that believers are assured of their place. Amen. Because of the finished work on the cross. Because of the spotless, sinless, perfect Lamb of God who shed his blood so that me and you might be saved. But also, also the Lord went back to heaven to prepare a place. And we do not know very much about heaven. The Bible does not give us a whole lot of details about heaven. As a matter of fact, the Bible gives you more details about hell than it does about heaven. Many times Jesus warned about hell. Now he talked about the greatness of heaven, all the amazing things in heaven. But we know more about hell than we do about heaven. But we do know that's where Jesus is and that's where we want to be. We know that's where God is, so that's where we want to be. We want to be with him. Do I think there's many great mansions there? He says that absolutely, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. In my Father's house are many mansions. He says, if it were not so, I would have told you. You can believe me because if it wasn't so, I'd have told you. But he didn't say he's going to prepare a mansion for you or for me. He did say, I go to prepare a place for you. Whether he was referring to his mansions or something else, I, I am uncertain. All I know is that Jesus has went to prepare a place for me and for you if you are saved. Now, he did say there are many mansions in my father's house, and maybe there is. Maybe there are sections off like in my neighborhood where I grew up. The streets were named by my last name, my family's name. Sadler, there was Sadler Road and Sadler this and Sadler that, and they're still there, still there to this day. I don't think heaven's going to be that way where you have Sadler Lane or your last name's Lane or this or that. But Jesus did say, I go to pre prepare a place for you. And it doesn't matter to me where Jesus is at. I want to be with him. Amen. And I promise anywhere that God is and Jesus is, is a glorious place it's a glory is place it's going to be so shine and so bright so great matter of fact the bible even says that we won't even need the sun because jesus will light the world with his perfection amen he will be the light of the world literally a perfect light there will be no darkness the next verse john chapter 14 and verse 3 we're going to go to all the way to verse number 10 today so verse number 3 and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Jesus has given that great promise, amen, that great hope. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I'm coming back for you. I'm going to do some work. I'm going to put down the foundation. I'm going to build a great and mighty place for you. And I'm coming back to get you. Amen. This is the words of Jesus. Jesus was going to heaven. And they knew the way to heaven. He had told him them many times. But apparently, Thomas did not understand the meaning of the Lord's words. And many times, we don't. How many times did you hear the gospel before you truly got saved? Before the Holy Spirit convicted you? Before God's, you repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? How many times did you hear it before you actually believed it? Before you actually received it? Because Thomas, many times Thomas and Peter get a bad rap. But you listen to me. If it wasn't for Thomas and for Peter... There would be a lot of unanswered questions for us 
Christians. Amen. Thank God for Thomas. Thank God for Peter because there's a little Thomas in you and there's a little Peter in you just like there is me. So thank the Lord for those questions that they often brought up or those things that they didn't understand. It's Lord, explain it to me. I don't get it. And the Lord Jesus lovingly would explain it to them. And here, verse number four, John chapter 14, verse four and five, Jesus says, and whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Thomas didn't understand the meaning of the Lord's words. Thomas, probably like, like Peter, may have been thinking of a long journey here on earth. Maybe he thought he was going to the next town or to the next country or taking a long boat ride. He didn't really understand. He said, I don't, I don't get it, Lord. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know where you're going, and I don't know which way to go. Now, you think about that. They have been with Jesus for three years, three years, and they still are having a hard time understanding some of the things that Jesus is saying. Don't beat yourself up if you don't fully understand everything Jesus is saying in the Bible. Just keep asking him, Lord, explain it to me. I don't understand. Lord, help me with it. Let the Holy Spirit reveal it to me. Lord, give me some wise wisdom and counsel. Lord, give me the right person to talk to. Let me listen to the right kind of preacher. Amen. You ask Jesus, explain it to me, Lord. I don't understand and listen to me. Just like a loving father. If a child comes to you and he says, Dad, I, I really, really don't understand. That dad's not going to kick him away and run him off. No, they're going to do everything everything that they can to helping like a loving father should and Jesus is going to do that for you will you get it right away no sir no ma'am probably not but with earnest prayer with earnest reading with earnest studying that's what the bible says study to show thyself approved you know when you study something you don't just get it the first time you read it the bible is not like the newspaper where you just pick it up and read it nonchalant like it's just something any other day no the bible is a spiritual book and the truth must be revealed to you by the holy spirit so when you don't understand Understand. Don't feel bad. Don't beat yourself up. Do like Thomas did. Said, Lord, I don't know whether I go and how to get there. Just show me, Lord. Explain it to me. Put it down on my level where I can reach it, Lord. And Jesus will. He, he will like a loving father. And that's what he does in verse number six. And I love this verse. It, this is one of the greatest verses in the Bible. Now, all the Bible is great. The the scripture is given for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. All the Bible is. But are, are there some verses maybe a little greater than others? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I believe so. And verse number six is, is a world famous verse. John chapter 14, verse number six. Jesus saith unto him. He's answering Thomas. He don't, he's, Thomas said, well, I don't know where you're going and I don't know how to get there. And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hey, this lovely verse makes it clear that the Lord Jesus Christ is himself the way to heaven. He does not merely show the way. He is the way. Salvation is in a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't say you have to do this or give sacraments or believe in Mary. No, he says, believe in me. I am the way, the truth, 
and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. There is no other way. Salvation is only in the Lord Jesus Christ, plus nothing and minus nothing. It is him and him alone. Accept that person, Lord Jesus Christ, as your own, and you have salvation. You understand Christianity is Christ. Christianity is not a list of things to do to be a better person. Christianity is not a certain regimen of things to believe to be a better person. No, Christianity is Christ. That's where the word comes from. When they called them Christians first in Antioch, it wasn't to as this, this humble or this noble name to lift them up. No, it was more like they were making fun of them, mocking them out. You're like him. You're a Christian. He says, but in Christ and Christ alone, he is the only way. And the Lord Jesus is not the Lord Jesus, listen to me very carefully. The Lord Jesus is not just one of many ways. He is the only way. No one comes to the Father except through him. Now, either this verse is true and you take the Bible for what it says or you just might as well throw the whole thing out because this verse is true. This verse is the maker and breaker of Christianity, of what you believe in this verse, whether or not you're going to be a Christian. Do you believe that Jesus is the only way? Do you believe what Jesus is saying? I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man come to the Father but by me. The way to God is not by the Ten Commandments. The way to God is not the golden rule. It's not some ordinances that you do. The way to God, the way to heaven is not a church membership. It's not a baptism. It is through Christ and Christ alone. There is no other substitute. You can't work your way there. You can't be good enough to get your way there. As I've seen many try, you may be faithful to church. You may have grew up in church. But if you've never been converted, if you've never been born again, if Christ has not showed you in your heart what a sinner you really are and you repented of your sins, you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're not saved. You could go to church. You could give your whole paycheck each and every week but it will not save you because Christ is the only way. Amen. And today, many say, many say, if you watch TV or, or listen to even some uh, so-called preachers, today, many say that it does not matter what you believe as long as you are sincere. But you can sincerely be dead wrong and wind up in hell for all eternity. Amen. I'm not talking about my opinion. I'm not talking about what so-and-so preacher said. I'm talking about what the Bible says. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. They say that all religions have some good in them, that they all lead to heaven. That is not true. That is a lie straight from the devil because there is a religion called I'm a good person. Yes, I said that. There is a religion called I'm a good person. And see, it lifts up the person pride. Well, I'm doing what's right. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm not like them. But listen, when you stand before God, he's not going to compare you to Joe down the road or, or 
Bobby, your neighbor, no, sir, no, ma'am. He's going to compare you to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to open up his book, open up his Bible, and that's how he is going to judge you. And you say, I, I don't believe that. It doesn't matter if you believe that. That's what the Bible says, and that's what's going to happen. You see, God is omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful, and he's everywhere all the time, and he sees every little thing that you do right and every little thing that you do wrong, and you will be judged by that. And most people think, well, my good outweighs my bad. And they would be right. They would be correct in that. Their good does outweigh their bad. But the problem is, Jesus is not going to judge you like that. Listen, it's just like this. If you was good all your life and you gave most of your money to charity, but you made one mistake, you made one mistake and you murdered somebody. The judge is not going to look at all the good things that you did. No, he's going to judge you for that one wrong thing that you broke the law for. Why? Because that is the law. Now, what makes people think it's different in God's court? It is not. It is the exact same. He is going to hold you accountable for breaking his law. Amen? And there's not but one way of forgiveness. And that's what Jesus said. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man come to the Father but by me. There is no other way. You see, that's what Jesus did when he died on that cross. He laid down an innocent life, his life, to what? Take the place of yours so that you could be forgiven, so that you could be set free. Amen? That is the only thing that God will accept, and that is his son, the sinless, spotless, perfect lamb of God. So the Lord is the truth. He is not just one who teaches the truth. He is the truth. He is the embodiment of truth. And those who have Christ, they have the truth. Do you have Christ? Then you have the truth, and it is not found anywhere else. You say, where can I find the truth? In the Bible. Open it up. Get in God's Word. See what He has for you. He does have great things in store for you, great work for you to do for him, to bring others to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, to bring your own family to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, so that those kids and those grandkids and great-grandkids can know the way to heaven. Hey, not your way, but what God Almighty said is the way, and that is Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Christ Jesus is the life. He is the source of life both spiritually and eternally. He gives eternal life. Amen. And if you receive him, you have eternal life because he is life. Verse number seven, John chapter 14 and verse number seven. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth, ye know him and have seen him. The disciples would realize that to know Christ was to know the Father, and to see the Lord Jesus was to see God. Now, this verse does not teach that God and the Lord Jesus are the same person. No, they are distinctly different, yet they are one. There are three distinct persons in the Godhead, but there is only one God. And you say, I don't fully understand that. We're going to talk more about that in just a second. Because there's many things in the Bible that even my myself, I don't understand. But if I could understand each and everything about God, 
That would make me equal with God. And there's no way that my finite mind or your finite mind can wrap it around what God knows, God's knowledge. Why? Because that would move you up towards him and we were nowhere near that. But as you study your Bible each and every day, and as a month and a year passes, God will reveal truth to you. you that is what is called growing in the Lord. And if you're a young Christian, amen, the Bible talks about milk. What does a baby want? Like a baby Christian, they want milk, something they can absorb, something that they can take in, something they can handle. But it talks about meat for the older Christians, amen. That's where it starts getting deep. So no matter where you're at, in your walk with Christ. You see, we're all in different different lanes. We're all at different places in our walk with Christ, but we're all going the same way, and that is toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number eight. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Philip wanted the Lord to give some special revelation of the Father, and that would be all he would ask. He did not understand that everything the Lord was and everything that the Lord Jesus did is a revelation of the Father. Even though he spent three years with him, many, many mighty works he's seen Jesus do. Many mighty truths he heard Jesus preach, yet he still didn't fully understand. Now listen, Christian, that's what I'm saying. I don't want you to beat yourself up each and every day, but you just each and every day earnestly seek the face of God. And he will reveal to you what you can handle at that time. And you say, well, I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm getting frustrated. Don't get frustrated. Don't get frustrated. Just like Thomas, just ask God, I don't understand. Show me. Give me some direction. And he will. Verse number nine. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Jesus patiently corrected him. And Philip had been with the Lord for a long time. And that's what Jesus said. How long have you been with me? And Philip was one of the first disciples, according to John chapter 1, verse 43, where he called him. Yet the full truth of Christ's deity and of his unity with the Father had not yet not fully dawned on him. He hadn't fully grasped it. He did not know. That when he looked at Jesus, he was looking at the one who perfectly displayed the Father in each and every way in his character, in his morality, in his wisdom. Amen. That is the Lord Jesus. He perfectly displayed God, the Father, in the flesh. And that is how we have, see, Jesus is how we have intercession with God. It is through Jesus. Like if you were speaking to a, somebody that spoke another language and you didn't understand them and you had an interpreter and you had to speak through them, it's something to that effect. You cannot get to God without going through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Last verse. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. The words, I am the Father, and the Father in me describe this closeness, the closer unity between the Father and the Son, between God and Jesus Christ. It explains how close the unity is with them. They are separate persons, yet 
They are one attribute. They are one God. And like I said, don't be discouraged if you don't fully understand this. If you can't fully grasp it, just fully believe it. No mortal mind will fully understand the Godhead. You just simply believe it and take it by faith. Hey, God said it, and I believe it. And we must give God credit for knowing things we can never know. And that's why he sent his son to die on that cross, to save you from your sin, from the penalty of sin, to save you from hell. But you've got to realize you're a sinner in need of a savior. Repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.